everyone, welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast. In this episode, we are going to be talking about picking the right domain name for your business. We are also going to be talking about advanced problems like dealing with trademark issues. We're going to be talking about expired domains and how to deal with usually the fact that they are pretty bad in terms of branding. We're going to be talking about TLDs. We're talking about DNS performance and a bunch of other stuff. So it's not just a beginner's episode. We are going to be covering lots and lots of grounds here. It's going to be exciting. There's a lot of funny stories in this episode as well. So let's get started with the episode. Welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast. And now your hosts, Gail Breton and Mark Webster. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Atari Hacker Podcast. As you can see from my haircut and the pro batteries in the Flamingo behind me, I haven't been recording these videos lately, so I need to rework on my setup. But I am back on the podcast after Mark took it away for one week with uh, Steve Todd. It was a good interview, so check it out if you haven't. Uh, in today's episode, we are going to be talking about what seems to be a beginner's topic, which is going to be picking your domain name. But we're also going to be talking about some advanced stuff here. We're going to talk about like the DNS that is provided with registrars. We're going to be talking about trademarks and the issues you might have with that. We're going to share some tools, etc. So it's going to be interesting, even if you already have a domain name. We're going to talk about rebranding as well, this kind of stuff. So it's going to be quite interesting. And I'm not going to tease you anymore. I'm going to introduce today's... Uh, to the, I, he's smiling already. I see it. Like I'm gonna, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's like I, I was like, oh, how do I introduce that? And then you just like I see you just can't wait on the camera. So I'm not going to even make some shitty transition. I'm gonna say, uh, how's it going, Mark? You know? it's going. It's going good. Thanks, Gail. I asked Steve that last week, and I, I kind of had a, a smirk in in my my mind when I was when I was doing. You didn't it. know about it, but right? you know, it's funny. You asked me this probably for the last three years, every single podcast, but. I always fail yeah. to prepare like maybe one out of yes. 10 times I have a good answer. So I think we need to make a bigger section in the podcast notes for this. So I, I, I remember to say something here. That's the main reason people listen to these podcasts, right? It's like there's, there's many competing SEO podcasts that get much less downloads than this. And I think that is the one USP is that asking you how you're doing. Uh, <laughs> so, but like, okay. Let's get into today's topic. I just wanted to note that uh, your background is getting uh, more and more plain, but uh, uh, congratulations on So that, yeah, just, just an update on the, the renovation. We've got uh, <laughs> shelves have been ordered, acoustic panels uh -huh. have been ordered, and once they're installed, it's still going to look super plain because you won't see the acoustic panels, <laughs> but once they're installed and we see the position of the shelves, because there's a door that opens there as well, then we can start doing some of the more colorful stuff in there. So by the time you have a background, I won't have one because I'm moving out, right? So it's, it should be around, the, around that time. Okay, makes sense. Let's get started with today's podcast. Let's talk about picking a domain. It is a pretty important thing in terms of starting your website, and it's going to... I feel it just affects a lot of things like at a small percentage and eventually it just becomes something that can make or break your site if you do it really wrong. If you do it like kind of wrong, usually you can kind of get away with it. If you do it really wrong, uh, it's a problem. So, I mean, one of the things that it does is it's the initial impression of your site. So like when people are Googling keywords, you, you might be trying to rank on Google, but your domain name is shit. Like Google shows the domain name in the search results, right? And if 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 it's just not trustworthy and it, it looks scammy usually, like your click-through is going to be significantly lower. So like spending some time doing your branding properly will affect your search click-through rate, which means that this extra day you might spend brainstorming uh, the right domain name 
will end up getting you thousands and thousands and thousands of extra clicks over the life of your website just for that one reason, right? Uh, just for that CTR reason in Google. But there's there's more to that. There's also that, it, uh, another reason that sort of like plays off of that is in link building as well. If you you introduce your link building outreach as hi, I'm Mark from cheap iphonesinfo you know, people are already without even clicking on your site making a judgment about it and okay. I'm not sure that info domains are still a thing though. When was the last time you saw one? I mean, you can still register them, is what I'm saying. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You shouldn't, <laughs> but you, they, they, they do still exist. But it's been a while since I've seen so many on the serve. And maybe this is why, because nobody wants to link to them because they're associated yeah, with uh, being super spammy. It's the evolution theory being validated in front of us. You know, it's like they existed and slowly they don't adapt to the environment, so they disappear. You know, so it's a good old Darwinism. Anyway, yeah, it matters for that. It also matters if you have some kind of related keywords in your domain name. So like, you know, exact match domains were a thing. And it's like, I don't see nearly as many of them ranking as we used to several years ago. But like what it does when you have keywords that are somewhat related, I'm not saying one keyword you're targeting, like no site targets one keyword anymore. It's a shitty SEO strategy to do that anyway. But having like keywords that are somewhat related to what you do in your domain name, what it does is that every time there's a naked anchor text or URL anchor text, puts your keywords in your anchor text, which increases relevancy. And it does matter a little bit. It's like you can rank sites that don't have uh, with on domains that don't have your keywords, that's not what I'm saying, but you do get a tiny bit of a competitive advantage if you do that. So usually getting a domain name that illustrates what you do, which is good practice in general for people to click to through you to, uh, to click to, sorry on search, is also something that might affect the bots of Google that will give you extra relevancy and end up end up ranking a little bit higher for everything. So you might rank a little bit higher, you might get a bit more clicks through rate, and you might get a bit more links. So that's what it does to get a good domain, and that's why we think that we should cover that. And I was actually surprised to look into the, at least on YouTube, we haven't covered that topic yet at all. So I think it's a, it's a good thing to do. So before we jump into tips and tricks and questions many people have, I thought we should do a section on things to avoid when picking a domain name. Because I think picking a good domain name is is much more about avoiding mistakes than it is about get like there's no right answer. There's no like perfect answer. It's not a math problem. So as long as your domain is somewhat related to what you do and you don't make the mistakes we're going to be talking about uh, just now, you should be in good shape. And I think the first one is using hyphens. You know, there are still domains with hyphens and you find a domain with hyphens that ranks high, but I challenge you to Google competitive keywords and find lots of domains with hyphens. Usually they are the spammy ones that are like, you know, here for three months and then gone after that, uh, don't really make it past the updates, etc. Not because they have hyphens, but usually because they're run by people who just don't care as much about the website and therefore don't, you know, do as good of a job on it. There's a few there's a few things going on there. So what you mentioned is is correct, but there's also some small subtleties. For example, if I'm chatting to you on the in person yeah, and yeah, I say, I oh, I was on this really good website, authority-hacker.com. It's like, <laughs> or, or I'm not really going to say that. I'll just say, oh, it was Does Authority it Hacker. Well, we, we have it, I think. If not, then I'm going to go buy it before this podcast goes out just in case <laughs> someone registers it. And we'll talk more we about cyber squatters and that, that, that later. But if you have a hyphen domain, it also means that there's a high chance someone else has the unhyphenated version even if it's not used at the moment, it could be used later and it can cause all sorts of issues when two companies start having very similar domain names. 
Yeah, I agree. It's like it can be spoken as well. So, I mean, not many people necessarily do that, but like on this podcast, for example, it's very annoying if we're trying to like share a domain with a hyphen, for example, and uh, making it spoken, like people will, will mistype more often, will do all of that. You're going to lose traffic. And usually the people who are trying to type your domain, they're the best kind of traffic. They're the traffic that will convert, that will uh, click on your links and make you money, etc. So it's it's quite important. Obviously, if you are doing a pure SEO game, not really trying to build a brand, it's not as big of a deal. And I see why some people doing like pure, pure, but like, you know, rank and tank, basically, <laughs> let's just call it that, the game, then that's that can be okay. But in general, if you're trying to build something long term, I would avoid these. There's a higher chance yeah. as well that you might start getting into a case where you're the brand name or the name is actually trademarked elsewhere. If the .coms is used and oh, yeah. it's used by a company doing anything, then in many cases they will own the the trademark. So you going in and get the hyphenated version, they can come and there's a process to sort of, it costs a bit of money, but to wrestle that domain out of you if they own a legit trademark for it. So you can open yourself up to all sorts of issues there where you may end up having to move domain names, uh, move domain to something completely different for further down the line. And that's it's something you should you should do anyway, whether you have hyphen or not, is is run a search on the, uh, to see if anyone else has a trademark for it. Uh, How do you do so that? So there's a, each country in the world has its own trademark database. It's not really realistic to search for all of them. So if you just search for through the US and through the European ones, they have search functionality. We'll put links to that in the video or in the description, and then just see if anyone else has a trademark or similar trademarks. Be aware that the plural of a, a trademark still still counts against the singular. So we have a trademark, authorityhacker.com. If someone registers authorityhackers.com, plural, we still own a trademark and it's covered under that. Someone actually did that <laughs> and we we kind of had got into it with them for for a little bit, and eventually they just sort of uh, get, gave it up, and we were able to register that. However, it can be a bit expensive. You know, it's maybe a few thousand. Do- How do you enforce it as well? Like, let's say someone takes your uh, your domain. Like, what do I so, do? So first things first is you you send them a cease and desist. You tell them what they're doing and just make them aware because quite often it's the case that they're just not aware of the the legal rules or that you you're using it or that you have the trademark or anything. Um, if they're a lot of the time, they're going to be okay. You know, fine. Here you go. If they're still like no, fuck you, or they don't, they don't respond. Then there is a process. It's called a UDRP, URDP, Universal Domain Name Resolution Process. And basically, every domain registrar that that's set up has signed up to this. And it's a process where you have to pay a few thousand dollars, and there's some judges, like a panel of judges, will sit and arbit and kind of decide whether you know your trademark is legit and what should happen. And there's a whole process to go through. It's not cheap. It's a few thousand dollars before legal before legal fees. So you know you, you're looking at maybe five thousand dollars or something. To some big companies, that's nothing, and they'll, they'll, they'll yeah, they, they have it, yeah. teams of lawyers, armies of lawyers, ready to come after you if you if you do anything like this. And so you know you just don't want to like have that that hassle. So it's it's very important to to make sure it happened to Perrin actually. You know when he started his dog site, he uh, named it Chewy Says dot com because his dog was called Chewy. Except Chewy dot com is also one of the biggest pet stores online. Unfortunate. And uh, they did all of that, and he had to hand over the domain. So it does happen. 
So be a little careful of that. I know a lot of people are going to like roll their eyes and be annoyed, etc. But it, the problem is usually these enforcements don't happen as you're starting your site. They happen like a year later, a year and a half later. You've invested lots of time and money and energy into like link building your domain and all that. The content and the site, you can kind of move to another domain. They don't care about that. But the links, you will lose. So any links that you have built to that domain, you are go- they're, they're gone. You have to hand them over pretty much. So just be a little careful because it could cost you a lot. And it's not very frequent, but when it happens, uh, you're going to cry. <laughs> you're going to be annoyed. There's a big chance you will probably just give up on There are cases when the domain is used in like a, another context and it's kind of like allowed. So for example, nissan.com. Um, is is probably the most famous. Nissan's obviously a world-famous car company. They don't own Nissan.com. It's owned by a small computer computer repair company, I think, somewhere in the US. And they still have the domain, and they fought against the the countless lawsuits from from Nissan, the car company, over this. But they've even admitted, like, this has totally not been worth it. It's so much stress, and it's cost them so much to defend themselves. And even though they still have it, it was just a nightmare. So... Stay well clear of these situations. Yeah. Another thing to avoid is having too many words in your domain or having a too long domain name. First of all, when you have, like, again, I'm just going to talk purely from a search perspective so that people, uh, because I know people care mostly about that. You know, you have a number of uh, pixels allowed to your URL in the SERPs. And so if your code, if your uh, domain name, your base domain name takes a lot of space, then people won't see what the URL is. It's just going to be truncated and you are less likely to get clicks. Like anything that gets truncated on Google gets less clicks for it. Like we've done all these CTR studies and all of that, et cetera. It just gets worse. So you, in general, like having a shorter one is better. For spoken uh, language is also better. Like again, if I mention a domain name with like five words right now, it's like it's going to be complicated for you guys to go on there. There's more opportunities for typos in the domain name. Therefore, broken links, etc., are going to happen more often. And in general, just bad practice. Like doing a logo on top of your site is going to be a nightmare. It's going to look weird. Uh, like <laughs> lots and lots of things that just get. Oh, also, on that names. point, when you look at a domain in your your cert and the SERP or in the sort of URL bar at the top of your browser there's no spaces right so authority hacker two words it's pretty obvious when you read it your eyes like will identify those two words uh, but if there's five words in there six words in there it gets harder and harder to actually see a, what is the domain name here like uh, you have to like really pay attention and re- read it closely and that that can count against you just even if the words are fine together but they can also cause situations where Different oh, no. sets of words look differently if the if the space is in different spaces. So there's a few uh, good examples I, I dug up. Uh, teacherstalking.com can also be read as teacherstalking.com. Much more interesting. PowerGen, which is an energy company, they set up their website in Italy, powergenitalia.com, which read, reads powergenitalia.com. Yeah, I didn't even realize um, what it was. And then there's a, an island in the US called Penn Island, which is Penis Island. <laughs> uh, I think penisisland.net was their, their website. Don't go, to, don't, go to that, don't go to that domain yeah. just in case it's something else. And my all-time favorite was uh, I was searching for my own name once just to see, uh, I think I was looking for Harrow's or something. And I just went uh-huh. to google.co.uk and put in Mark Webster. And this guy's <laughs> who was like a sports physi- a physiotherapist for sports teams came up. And his website was marktherapistwebster.co.uk or .com. 
What's wrong with that? You say, well, therapist, if there's no space or if there's a space in between, can also be read as the rapist. So it was Mark the Rapist Webster.co.uk, <laughs> which was just, yeah, I mean, I don't know how he didn't see that one. I believe he's That's, since. It's not live. Yeah, yeah he's, I don't he's, see it in live he's since changed it. I have to, we'll have to look up Wayback Machine for, uh, to see if that's been, been used previously. So now it's just a matter of time before someone picks it up to do a PBA and on oh it with God. your face. Yeah. It's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's gonna come. <laughs> Good job bringing it up. Let's see. Let's see what people decide to do with this. And in a in a similar sort of sphere, you know, maybe sort of less bad, but st- still an issue is when words can be can sound the same but are are spelled differently. So a good example is our previous agency was called Hire Click. H I G H E R Click. Can't tell you the number of times I was on the phone to someone and they uh, telling them my email address or, or whatever, and they they thought it was hire H I R E, which is pronounced almost exactly the same. Another another good example for that is our friend uh, Johnny Ward. He runs a pretty big travel blog actually, and uh, his his website is one step for the number Ward instead of forward. So it's kind of a play on that. But every time he says it, or someone says, "Oh, have you seen one step forward?" You know, it's, it causes issues. So just think about those as well. I think it's a smart play on Ward, but uh, it actually probably loses him lots of traffic. Because <laughs> he's that guy where people would like type the domain name, actually. So it's a bit of a it's a bit of a mistake on that. And probably he should buy onestepforward.com and just redirect. So we tend to do that. Like, uh, And actually, it's something that, something I'm bringing up now. I have like a list of questions we should talk about later, but it's one of those like, should you buy variations of your domain, et cetera? If you are branded, like, you know, if people are likely, like, if you're doing a podcast like we do, or if you're showing your face and if you're doing YouTube, if you're doing that stuff, yes, you should do that. And you should buy all the typos, variations, et cetera, and redirect. So, like, I don't know how many domains we are maintaining right now for Toy Hacker, for example, but at least a dozen or something, like Toy Hackers with an S. And a bunch of others, basically. So yeah, it's, and, and let me just just clarify: like, if you're watching and you have like a, a big site, a semi big site, or you you know you, it's it's growing, stop and go and buy all those domains now. Yeah. It's a hundred bucks a year, but it's so worth it in terms of the hassle because you'll get all sorts of people registering the .net, the .org, .in, .co.uk with a hyphen, with a plural. Like, just go and buy them all. Like it's, I know it's a. It's a should you a, buy it? Do should you buy like absolutely every country, or like do you leave some? No. So I mean, we did. I think UK, India, .eu, maybe .ca, and I think .au, the Australian one. Uh, you need, it's you need like buy, you no? can't buy yeah. that one. So yeah, we, yeah. we we didn't have that. But if you buy it for Authority Hacker, we'll come after you. So don't do it. <laughs> And you know we've Should had, we we've this had podcast. Should we just stop this? Yeah? We've had people. We've had people for some of our product names, like the Authority Site System. I think someone registered the Authority Site System once, and they were an affiliate, and they were trying to like rank for it. So we just like, okay, we'll just cut you out of the affiliate program. And they're like, oh no, don't do that. So we we got the domain off them. But I mean, people try all sorts of like uh, tricks like this, and it's it's not cool. You don't need to be that big of a company for this to happen yeah. to you as well. I think a lot of people expect, like, it's like, I thought I was like, okay, but it's not a big company. It's like just some dudes talking on YouTube, you know? If you want to take it to the most extreme, I actually know the guy who owned Facebook.net in the early days. And he sold it to Facebook, to Mark Zuckerberg, and he got a, a really high amount of money for it. But he didn't take the money. He took pre-IPO Facebook shares as well. So probably one of the best I wouldn't call it cyber squatting, but it kind of is deals of all time. 
from from his end at least. But like, here's my question then: If you buy one of, the, let's say, I if I dig around, I guarantee you I can find variations that are not bought by companies. Are they gonna pay me for it, or they're just gonna force me to hand it for free? Most of the time, no. I mean, there's there's not too much you can do with it. The the issue with Authority Hacker is that there were actually quite a few because there's two of us. There's quite a few people yeah. that think we're authority hackers authority and still hackers, call us yeah. the authority hackers. And the people oh, even yeah. link, if you put Ahrefs, in Ahrefs, there were links to authorityhackers.com. So people just assumed that was it. So it was more of a problem branding. in that case. It was worse, though, in, in this guy's case, because he carbon coffeed the authority hacker site. And then, oh, God, so it, like our logo was there, photos, brand, oh, yes. it was color, all the colors, everything, and linked to another, like his own. In affiliate marketing course, and it was just like, you know, that that's textbook like trademark abuse right there. So yeah, I don't think he made uh, that many sales or anything. Like I think people saw because they you would click it. It wasn't us. It was like some other dude. Okay, anything else on? Ah, yeah, the last one I wanted to give as a tip, as things to avoid, is to buy the domain immediately if you found a free. I'm talking more in the case of like you found a dollar, a ten dollar dot com domain, right? If you found like an expired domain or something, and it's a good opportunity, and the auction is finishing in two hours, yeah, buy it. But if you know, very often I like to brainstorm, like you know, like when we start a new authorized system course or a site, sorry. I buy a tender domain, right? I don't buy an expired domain. I don't do any of that. Maybe next time I'll change. We'll see. And uh, and I, I tell people to wait 24 hours and to talk to someone about it because very often there's like things we don't see in the domains or like we sleep on it and then we change our mind or something like that. Uh, and actually in the last version of the authority system, I buy a domain in the video and then I, <laughs> I didn't follow my own advice. And the next day I come back to record the rest of the training and I'm like, you know what? I like this other variation of the domain that I found better. And so I changed the domain name. So my recommendation, if the dot comes available still today, it's probably going to be available tomorrow. So give it 24 hours. Actually, it's a good tip for anything you want to buy in general. Like don't buy things immediately. Just give it 24 hours or 48 hours or something like this. And very often you don't want to buy them anymore. However... Uh, be very careful if you're asking people for advice, especially in any kind of public forum. Like, hey, what do you guys think of this domain? Because people will just go out and, and buy it and, like, you know, cyber squat on you right there. Ah, uh, yeah, someone <laughs> did that. One of our friends did that to us as well. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Like, seriously. <laughs> it's like we brainstormed and did the domain name for a new site. He's like, oh, this domain. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. It's like too late. I bought it. <laughs> like fuck you. <laughs> so yeah, good times. Now he's a CEO of a billion dollar company. So you know, <laughs> not because of this, but <laughs> not because not because of that domain. No, it's something else. Anyway, while we're talking about buying domains, I'm going to give you guys a good tool that you can use that I find is decent. Like actually, the tool I used to use just doesn't work anymore. I actually need to change the link in TAS. But uh, businessnamegenerator.com is pretty cool. Like you can put a seed keyword. It's going to like you know find a bunch of variations with domains that are available and not available. So I mean, obviously, it's hard to find a .com. And actually, let's talk about the TLD where we're at it as well. Usually, you probably do want to buy a .com domain 99.9% of the time. I think my the time where I wouldn't do it is when you're running something more local. Like let's say your plan is to do like a shop in the UK, for example, I buy a .co.uk because the TLD is actually a huge ranking factor in the market where you want to go. Uh, you can. Ranker.com in UK, for example, there is an option in Webmasters Console to target your domain just to a geographical area. 
but from my test that were a while ago, so I'm putting a little bit of a disclaimer here, the TLD of the country was stronger than uh, having a .com set up in Webmasters Console. So in general, uh, that's when I would pick that. Otherwise, I would 99.9% pick a .com unless maybe there's like a really, really good experience. You, you'd probably want to buy both the .com and the .co.uk and that's yeah, if they're like, available. Now there is one one exception, which is uh, if I started on an expired domain with the intention to rebrand later, and we'll talk about this a bit later, then I'd be happy to take another TLD for the beginning. I, I would also say the other TLD, the, maybe the only other TLD that I would consider aside from .com and your local geographic one is .io. If you're a software company, it's it's not the best. I'm not not the biggest fan of it, but it's it's often seen as quite legit. A lot of startup companies, a lot of software companies are are using it. And I think it's it's fine. Certainly compared to dot info or you know a random dot tld like dot travel or something. I don't mind like that. net as much. Like there's a few companies on dot net. It's not great. It's much worse than dot com. But there's a few companies on dot net actually. Like I'd say it's like the the, the runner who, up. Who do you know is on dot net? I can't remember. I was thinking about it now. I was, I, I've seen a few. Because like, I remember ProBlogger. Used to have problem.net, but they're a .com now. Um, Yeah, of course. It's still better. Like if you're a big company, like it's still better, but you can start on .net. Lead lead pages started on .net, for example. In all these cases, they ended up having to pay quite a bit of money to acquire the the .com thing. So maybe it's fine when you're a bigger company, but yeah, if if you can avoid it, you you probably should. Yeah, Noah Kagan started on sumo.com. Net, I think, or no, he didn't. They just had appsumo.com and then they wanted the sumo.com and they paid no, $3 million was, for it. There was no, because appsumo is still appsumo. Yeah, um, but they so wanted sumo for like their group name. They, they no, didn't. no, 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 no. Sumo it was the pop up tool. Like they, they had this free WordPress plugin with like, you know, contact forms, pop up. It's still there. If you go on sumo.com, you will see. So it's like an email capture tool that they were running for free for a long time that was very popular. Uh, but it was something else. It was another name, like Sumo something. And they wanted, and so because they wanted that Sumo.com, they paid $1 million for that Sumo.com domain name, actually. It's public. Like they, he shared that publicly. So I, I don't mind mentioning that. But yeah, it's like, uh, it, it can cost a lot of money if you, uh, sometimes it's better to just brainstorm early and then uh, and save that money later. But yeah, it's like, uh, that, that, especially because that was not that popular anymore. It's a bit of a, a shame to spend this much money on the domain name, I believe. But uh, yeah, that, that happens. And that is usually either ego. A lot of people have a lot of ego around the domain name. Uh, they do want like the, the, the shortest TLD. Like that's a four letter principal name. That means In the something. dictionary, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's valuable. Like uh, it would resell for quite a bit of money. But it's like a lot. A lot of people that I've seen spend a lot of money on domains like that. It's people with big egos as well. <laughs> so I'm and you can you say. can usually you can usually avoid it by just spending a few more hours brainstorming. Like yeah. it's hard. You, you know, I, it can usually, be very valuable hours. Usually in the first first hour or two, when you're, you're doing this. It, it can feel like everything's taken. But I promise you, just work out a little bit longer. And there there really are a lot of good domain names available still. Yeah, and it's kind of like, you know, I had this question in my question list, like what to do if a domain name is already taken that I want to take? I mean, very often if the domain name is not exploited, so there's no website on it, it's going to have a page that tells you that it's for sale or something, or you can make an offer or something like this. Usually that offer is going to be in a four or five figures range most of the time, like for two or three words, uh, for two or three words domains, I would expect something, you know, between... 
I, three thousand uh, and forty thousand dollars, let's say something like this. I got in touch with the people that had Mark Webster just to see how dot com, just to see how much it would be, um, and uh, they wanted I think like twenty seven thousand dollars for it or something like that. Which I obviously didn't buy it. Bought. No, um, obviously, but that gives you an idea of like the how these how much these these kind of uh, domains uh, go for, and that's two two words. If it's one word. It can be not to six I'm figures. Be, I'm going to buy uh, galbreton.com after this podcast because it's actually free. Eight ninety eight. There you go. Yeah, probably it will be registered by the time the podcast goes live, so uh, I don't mind. Uh, but I probably should buy that. Who knows? Yeah. How do you do an email when you have your name as a as the domain? It's Me like Gail at galbreton.com. Uh, or you could. Like, yeah. It's too much ego here for me, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, Hello, maybe something. Like that. I don't know. It's not not my favorite. Just keep your Gmail. Anyway, the next one I had was: Should you register your domain name with your hosting or on a separate registrar? Which it's an interesting question as well, um, especially for newbies, because most of the time when you buy cheap hosting, they kind of like sell you the domain with it, and uh, very often they give you the domain for free. Why? Because they put you on a subscription for like, you know, I think SiteGround charges you like twenty bucks per year for your domain after the first year. So they give you the first year for free, then they charge you 20 bucks. But really, a .com domain costs about nine bucks per year to maintain on a normal registrar. So they kind of like make their money later. What's the best registrar to use? Now I use Cloudflare, actually. And so, yeah, but like to go back to the original question, if you're a beginner and you don't want to deal with tech, your first year, you can absolutely register with your registrar because- With your registrar or with your hosting company? With your hosting company, okay. I'm sorry. It's fine, basically. It's not It's not going to do a big difference. And you can transfer it out. Just make sure you can transfer it out later and you can move it to a registrar later. If they overcharge you for your domain, you can move out. It's an easy, simple setup for people who don't want to deal with it. If you're a little bit more advanced, and you don't need to be that advanced, really, you can go on a separate registrar. I use Cloudflare now because it's our DNS of choice. And we're going to talk about DNS in a second. But uh, Namecheap is pretty good too. So it's a good idea to split it as well because if you change hosting later, then you don't need to move your domain as well when you're doing this. You can just uh, you can keep your domain on the registrar and move your hosting and you only have one thing to change, not two things, and it's a lot less of a headache. So uh, my recommendation is to split it eventually. Uh, Cloudflare is actually doing it at cost now, so it's really cool. Now, when you use a registrar, you get a DNS. So DNS is short for domain name server. That's basically what ties the domain name that you have, so the string of letters that your domain name is, to the IP of the server where the website is hosted. So it just connects the domain name to the files of the website so that it loads when people put the address. And so this DNS resolution, the servers that do that, they uh, have the, they matter for your site performance, for your site speed, actually. And there is a website called dnsperf.com that does real-time testing of DNS for to see which ones resolve the fastest. And actually, Cloudflare, which is free, is number three in the world, actually. And they're not by much. I think they have like 1.2 millisecond difference from the number one. So it's really good. Like you can get, uh, you can either register your domains on Cloudflare, or you can use the DNS even if you're on a separate registrar, or you can even use their DNS if you are on like SiteGround, for example, which we use. I teach that in the other site system as well. I show people how to put their DNS on Cloudflare because it matters for site speed. And uh, very often registrars have terrible, terrible DNS performance, and that uh, it's not like going to, you know, make you Pascal or Vitals. 
to do that. But it's going to matter a little bit for a resolution for each file. So uh, it, if it's free, you might as well use that. So yeah, that's uh, that's that's one tip that I wanted to to share. I wanted to put more questions after as well. Like I wanted to put ourselves in the shoes of someone who might have started a website on a bad domain name, right? So what do you do if like you started your website six months ago, you've built 50 links to your site and you start on a bad domain name? Would you start over, Mark? Um, only if it was a, uh, if there was like a real trademark threat because, okay, you've built 50 links, but you know, you go build another 150 this year and then you might get taken away next year. In that specific case, I would register a different domain and then I would 301 your current domain, as you would do with any website migration. But the fact that it's 301 may, may make it less of a, yeah, to be less of a chance either. because you're, yeah, because uh, they're not going to find you as easily. Yeah. They need to really type it because like even Google is just going to show the site you direct to and so on. So yeah, I mean, in general, yeah, it's like I would, if it's really bad, I would rebrand right away, uh, but rebrand with redirect. If it's not really bad, probably just keep going. It's like probably keep going and rebrand at some point, but like maybe just you want to sync the name change with like a, a full redesign or something like this. Like you kind of want to make it kind of like the next step of the company, something like this. So like it doesn't always have to be immediately right now, right now, you know? There's something we didn't really touch on that's that's kind of relevant here as well. If if you buy a $10 off-the-shelf domain name, it's worth checking whether that domain name has been used previously oh, for, yeah. for something else. Actually. Because that there can be a lot of risks there. For example, if it has a dodgy link profile, maybe it was used as a spammy PBN in the past and uh, got de-indexed. now. And all, all sorts of all sorts of issues like that. So if you put it in archive.org in the Wayback Machine, see what it was used for before, that gives you an idea. You put it in Ahrefs as well to find out, has it had traffic before, has it had links before, are those links good? And just do like a, a very basic audit of things before you uh, you acquire it, as you would with any expired domain, really. And, and you, can, you can kind of avoid any potential pitfalls there as well. Well, I actually made a blog comment in 2012 that links to galbreton.com because I had to put a URL in the comments. So uh, this domain has one link. <laughs> uh, so I basically I'm going to rank for everything. But <laughs> uh, yeah, do check that. Arcade.org, Ahrefs. Yeah, make sure there's no spammy history on the domain. Usually, I mean, look, if the domain has been not used for many years, I do believe that Google does have some kind of reset going on eventually. So if you really, really, really want, you can take that risk, but know that there is a tiny risk that it wasn't visited and uh, the spam history will matter. Uh, and the thing as well is like, there's lots of like spam lists of like spammy domains, et cetera, that, um, that are used, for example, by email providers. So if you start sending emails from your site, et cetera, like it might become an issue even if Google doesn't care that much about it. So it's a little bit dodgy to use a domain that has done bad stuff in the past. It is a risk. Probably better brainstorm something else. But if it's been like dead for a long, long time, it might be worse to risk if the branding is really good, I would say. So yeah, that's pretty much that. Same if you want to, I put if you want to buy a site on a bad domain name. So if you want to buy a site on a bad domain name, same thing. Consider rebranding. Usually that's kind of like, you know, if I was buying a site, I'd probably want to, usually I hate the tech, the way it's built. So I would probably rebuild it and rebrand at the same time while keeping all the URLs of the pages so that I can maintain the rankings. So do that and it's going, it, might, it might give you a nice boost or yeah, that's what I would do basically. It's another reason here why it's important to pick a, 
a good domain name because it can affect the sales price. The right? sale, yeah, the, yeah. If there's a trademark issue, trademark threat there. Oh, you sell um, for much less, yeah. You, you may not even be able to sell it in some cases. Uh, so yeah, you have to be really careful. Yeah, I agree. It's dangerous. It's hard to exit. You put something about premium domains? Yeah, so I guess this is the same point before where sometimes you search for a domain name and it's available on GoDaddy or whoever, but there it's rather than 10 bucks, it's a thousand bucks or 2000 bucks. Um, I'm not sure exactly how they de- decide what these are. Sometimes I think they can be domains that were used previously for something else, but sometimes they're just like shorter, good, often two word names. And uh, yeah, it's just $1,000 for the first year or just to buy it. And then it's just 10, 10 bucks a month. Normally for like a beginner, especially, I really wouldn't recommend doing this. We've done it once and we, we never did anything with the site in the end. So probably wasn't worth it. We may, I remember which site it was. <laughs> it was the, the finance one. And we haven't done anything really? with it yet, but we, we may at some point. Uh, yeah, don't you remember? It was like the end no. of the tax year and it was like, oh, this is available. We should do something with it. I don't remember, but that sounds like a terrible idea, like many of our ideas. Um, yep. But anyway. We made the mistakes, so you don't have to. Uh, yeah, exactly. Now let's talk about expired domains. So that is an interesting one. Expired domains, like you're rarely going to find something that has a great link profile and a great branding slash angle, etc. Because oh, it's going to be extremely expensive, like prohibitively expensive to the point where they're like, well, why don't I just pay a link building agency to link build a ten dollar domain, you know? And that's probably cheaper. And so I would probably follow the same strategy that I mentioned. So if you started a site with a bad domain, but the difference is that expired domains, I tend to like the idea of reviving them on the original domain at the beginning. So Google kind of like brings some life back to the organic traffic, starts ranking them again, etc. because usually they get no traffic. And I'm talking about like a year, year and a half, like some time, you know, like you probably want to run the site for like some time, run it as a normal site, even if the domain is a bit crap, build a couple links. But if you are buying expired domain, you already have links. So it's more about building a quality site, putting content regularly, showing, you know, showing Google is a good site, basically. And later rebrand it. So buy a tender domain that you will rebrand to, move the whole site to that new domain, wildcard 301 redirect so that, you know, every URL maintains its slug uh, when you 301 and use the new brand that is going to be much better, higher quality, swap your logo, and that's it. So that's one of the cases where we probably not rebrand at the same time as I change the design because you probably need a design to revive the site. So do it at that point, but do it in mind with the, maybe you can buy the tender domain at the same time as you buy the expired domain and you do the branding so that you, they can you know fit well together. So that's how you handle expired domains. They're, they're a good idea. You can rank really significantly faster buying expired domains. I have videos on YouTube talking about, you know, how to find them, what to look for them, etc. So I'm not going to go over that. We're just going to put a card probably this way, this way. I don't know. You choose. And you guys can check about that. But yeah, uh, you will really, rarely find expired domains with good branding and you will need to deal with it pretty much. You want to say something? Okay. Sorry, no. you were raising your hand in a weird way. I think you were showing the card as well. I was, <laughs> anyway. just, trying to, I was just trying to figure out which side it was, if it was like inverted. I think it's, it's your your left is the, uh, the YouTube's right. So yeah, uh, okay, it's up there. Yeah, it's confusing. It's like because I'm doing it the same way I see it on the screen, but it's kind of like the opposite. Never mind. Never mind. Any final words of wisdom? No. 
Okay, well, that is how we pick domain names. Thank you for listening, guys. We will see you in two weeks for another episode of the podcast. If you liked it, don't forget to subscribe, like, bell, comments, everything. We check it all. So thank you very much, and we will see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.